Greetings and blessings in the name of our Lord. Welcome to another episode of Get Right for Sunday. We will be working through the readings for the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany. I am Pastor Wright. And I'm Vicar Pearson. We will be working through the Old Testament lesson from the prophet Isaiah, the 58th chapter. Why have we fasted, and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure, and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight, and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast, and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh, then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard guard then you shall call and the lord will answer you shall cry and he will say here i am the prophet isaiah really just lays it out uh, we get to look at this with our new testament eyes and of course we're going to look at this for sunday the divine service this is the day that the lord has made for our rest and when we talk about rest in scripture especially with with the Sabbath rest. This is a chance for worship. This is a chance for the communion with God to hear his voice, receive it, first of all, for the forgiveness of sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and to know that God is ours who has rescued us. Well, then the question that Isaiah lays out is, who are you and what are you? When you show up to church, when you show up, to meet God? Do you come to fulfill some piety, to make yourself look good? Do you drag other people around and show them how good you are? Do you then live a hypocritical life, going to church and then living the life of flesh during the week? We have our Lord who lays it out simply and straightforward. We are to have our bonds of wickedness broken, That means we are to repent. We are to change our ways. We are to be free in the midst of the things that have been given to us. We're to share our bread with the hungry. We're to open our houses to the homeless. We're to cover the naked. We are even to bring about ourselves to the Lord, that his light may be shined upon us, and then, in return, have that very light be shined on others, through our work, through our faith, through our trust in the work in which God has made us, has called us to do. 
Let us take the words of the prophet Isaiah seriously and look forward to the divine service as a time and chance to find true rest in the forgiveness of sins, in the love of God, and take that forgiveness and take that love and live it out in the world to be what God has called us to be, his people, his children. I have a gospel lesson for us today, which comes to us from St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from this law until all of it is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes One of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. These words from our Lord to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount are fascinating, but a little confusing, especially with the mention of salt losing its saltiness and its salt being restored. So I want to take a moment to look at that. Looking at Dr. Jeff Gibbs' commentary on Matthew, he takes up this topic of how is it that we get this translation that some salt loses its saltiness and the saltiness is restored. And it's this, that that's probably not the best translation. Because saltiness being restored, we get that from the Greek, which is just literally, how is it to be salted? And we have to understand the idiom that Jesus is using here. He's using the idea of salt being scattered for purification, salt being scattered for cleansing, salt being scattered for the improvement of whatever it's going on. Throughout the Old Testament, this metaphor of salting something is the idea of purifying something, of preserving it. You know, meat goes rancid without refrigeration unless it's salted. And salt is the thing that preserves, salt is the thing that makes something more desirable, and salt is, frankly, an expensive and difficult-to-come-by commodity in that day. And so for something to be salted is for something to be improved in some way, specifically with purity in mind. And so the idea is, how is it to be salted is not the salt to be salted, but the thing the salt is supposed to go on. So if your salt loses its saltiness, then whatever you're sprinkling on, it's not going to become salty. And he brings us to the words of Luther. Luther taking up the topic of salt and its saltiness in his commentary on the Sermon on the Mount, which says, Everything that is born of and lives on earth is useless. It is rotten and corrupt before God. From this it must follow that everything in the world bearing the name flesh or man must be denounced 
and thoroughly salted. This is a harsh proclamation. It makes us disagreeable to the world, and it earns for us the enmity of man and a punch in the teeth. Salting has to bite. And so what Dr. Martin Luther is saying here is he, he equates the salt to the disciples preaching the law and the light to their preaching of the gospel. And that by going out into the world and speaking these purifying words of Christ that call sinners to repentance, that call us out on our sin, that call us to do what God has set before us in the law, as the prophets have said, as the law has said, and as Christ reminds us in this very text, he has come to fulfill. This makes us enemies of sinners, but the gospel makes sinners the friends of God because of what he has done for them in Christ. So, Vicar, you kind of got my old Adam going. Uh, I, the verse at the end of, your, of the gospel lesson, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, that sounds like a challenge. Let me show you my righteousness. And then you have the prophet Isaiah who says, You want to do this? Do it like this. And he lays it out for you showing exactly what you said. No power, no strength, no might of mine can show forth the glory, the peace of what God has, is doing. The saltiness that is uh, given to us, it, it is us. We are being made this. We are called this. And if we are not the light, the salt, the children of God, then what good are we? And We're, and with that, if we are not, then who is going to do it? And that's the that's the idea that Christ is getting at with the salt and its saltiness, the light and its illumination of everything around it. This is just what it does by its nature. Salt just is salty. Light is luminous. There's no unsalty salt. There is no dark light. In the same way, there are no unrepentant, unholy disciples. And with this, uh, this is where the, the, the saint sinner situation really comes in, because there's real tension in this, especially in, in verse 5 of the Old Testament lesson. Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? When you take just a moment to examine your life, no matter how short or how long you want to use your time frame, how well did you live according to God's law? Well, awful. And will you say this is pleasant before the Lord? And we get to say in our baptismal grace, forgiveness, repentance, and life called by Christ, we say yes, because of him and the work he has placed upon us. It is my hope and prayer that this helps you prepare to meet your Lord in the divine service. We meet for the divine service on Saturdays at 6 o'clock and Sundays, both at 8 and 10.30. God's peace be with you.